0: Thank you, Gary. Welcome Coming back to the in edition. This is of Talk the for number here. one showbiz. Today, podcast. my guest is someone it's who one two. of the most infamous. Here's your draws host,
1: Matt Bailey. Time.
0: Polish native Jan Lewan shot to regional fame in my native Pennsylvania as the Polka King, often appearing on television with his flamboyant costumes and outlandish personality. He's been called the Liberace of Polka. LeJuan developed a strong and devout following because of his talents and gregarious nature. And as part of his enterprise, LeJuan owned and operated a gift store in Hazleton, Pennsylvania. Now, this is where that fraud starts. He did this in order to market directly to his legions of fans. As part of his enterprise, LeJuan would organize group trips to Poland. While there, he would bring back jewelry and other goods to sell in the store. To support the store and his entire enterprise, he also sold shares in his business. In doing so, he promised returns ranging from... 12 to 20 percent to investors, many of whom were retirees who had traveled with him and decided to invest their life savings. The way he would pitch this is that they were becoming part of the Polka King family and he trusts them to go on trips with him, so why not trust him with some of the money and he can advance their retirements? Classic kind of Ponzi scheme. Now, the state of Pennsylvania had warned him to stop selling securities, but he continued, and he was caught. In 2004, Lawan was arrested for defrauding approximately 400 people in 22 states of millions of dollars. Lawan was sentenced to five years and 11 months imprisonment by a federal court judge, as well as a seven-year sentence in New Jersey, and those sentences were served concurrently. Lawan was released from prison in 2009. But for his many victims, they still feel the financial devastation his Ponzi scheme caused. Now, LaJuan's story became infamous with both the documentary Mystery of the Polka King, it was one of those viral Netflix documentaries, and the Jack Black film The Polka King. Both are actually still available on Netflix. An abridged version of his story is also featured on the CNBC show American Greed, and that's where I learned of the story and then watched the documentary and the movie and... And Jan participated, I know, in the movie. Jack Black and uh, Luan actually became kind of uh, friendly and 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 he was involved. And I also think that lawan was interviewed, if memory serves correctly, in American Greed. He might be interviewed in the Polka King documentary, I'm not sure. But that's how I knew he was accessible for interviews, as somebody who was out there telling his story. Because the central question is, in every in all of the media that there is out there about him, it's, whether it's the doc or the film or American Greed, is that what is Jan Lewand's intent? What was his intent with this whole Ponzi scheme? Did he start out meaning to do right by his investors and his business plan devolved into a fraud because he couldn't keep up financially? We've seen that happened has happened a lot oftentimes with politicians and the like they they get into trouble with white collar stuff cuz they're not really paying attention or was his plan to defraud his elderly following all along so i thought i'd ask him that's why i wanted to interview him and here's where we get to why I have not aired this episode in nearly three years since recording it. I was always concerned that perhaps I was a little too soft on Jan Lawan. I'm a big believer in swift and fierce justice. But I also believe that if you've done the crime and the time, you have paid your debt to society and should be forgiven and allowed to continue continue your life. Perhaps that comes through a little too much in this interview, because in the, ca- in the case of Lawan, Many of his victims have not been paid back, so he may have paid his debt to society, but those that gave him money are still reeling. Some families were so devoted to Luan, they gave him everything, everything, and lost it all. So I will let you, the listener, decide what you think of Jan Luan's motives. Here now, from Polka King to Ponzi King, our interview with Jan Luan. Jan Laban, welcome to Talk for Two. How are you today, sir? I'm
1: doing fine. How about you?
0: I am great. I am great. I just saw the uh, Jack Black movie. I found the Jack Black movie through the American Greed episode that you had done to kind of promote the Polka King. And so before we get into all of that stuff, I want to know, the American Greed episode actually kind of touched on this. The difference between traditional Polish music. And what polka actually is, uh, if it's an Americanized version of the music, or where does polka come from? Okay, I should say American version, but it's born in
1: Europe, and uh, and actually in Czechoslovakia. Hmm. You know, many people uh, mix uh, the beer barrel polka with Germany. Okay,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, that's a Czechoslovakian uh, polka. Of course, was the most popular. In Germany through this Oktoberfest uh, you know and all of these things and through the Second War you know they use they use this beer barrel polka for uh, good and bad reasons uh, and and that but I honestly I don't remember any more polka from Europe till I came to America so Americans polka that's the podcast throughout the entire Europe. they born in America, mm-hmm. what, in my opinion.
0: What attracted you to that type of music? What, what made you want to play that type of music? Uh,
1: survival. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I was educated with the classic music. I was singing in uh, operetta. I was working in the drama theater like an actor when I came to America nobody wanted heard that nobody wanted heard me playing classic music or or it, I have no interest so when I when I ha- came to uh, Garden State Art Center it's uh, on the parkway to Atlantic City in New Jersey mm-hmm. the governor um, have uh, that every weekend different nationality festival and I was uh, invited for that. When I was singing the regular Polish songs, uh, it was okay, but they were coming to me and say, John, we all love the Polkas. Why don't you sing some Polkas? Well, I didn't know any Polkas, only barrel Polka. (laughs) So what I did, I took the folk songs, from the Polish mountains, the folk. uh, We have, you know, regions in Poland from the mountains to the sea. You have Kashubian, you have Mazowsze, you have uh, this. So I I took this uh, and then through my uh, music director, uh, Steve Kaminski, uh, he rearranged, recomposed. We use the lyrics and we make the polkas. When I start singing that polkas, wow. (laughs) <laughs> 3,000, 6,000 people, everybody except that.
0: That's really, that's, you know, it's cool to see that you found your niche. Where did you, I love the energetic performances that I saw. Where did you learn to be that charismatic on stage? Has it always been your personality or did you have to well, learn I, how to perform?
1: Yeah, I did mention before, you know, I, I was educated in Poland mm-hmm. uh, through the music school, through the theater, through the drama school. And I was working in the most popular theater uh, in Poland, the Review Theater, Mm -hmm. like uh, I say, um, maybe Radio City. No, uh, any Broadway play, let's say like that. It was one theater in Warsaw called Sirena, which uh, have all of these stars of the the old uh, movie stars, comedians, and altogether it was like satire uh, program with the music, the singing, and that, and I got this uh, of course experience from them. Uh, mm-hmm. Jumping and the enthusiasm. but this podcast and Ziggy Zaggy and all of these things turned me into it. You know, like you cannot stop. Uh, um, if you said you saw the American greed, yes? Mm-hmm. So the gentleman who was in the Navy, a big officer and this, they say he become like a puppet when he's when he starts singing and shaking the bellies and everything. When he heard the polkas, he become a different person. Mm-hmm. Then you lose yourself. And that's polka. Have. Polka have so much uh, energy in that uh, and a happiness and uh, added a little bit beer and uh, you are a different person. You're not. You're not attorney. Not a, a, a doctor. Uh, you're not the officer. You are. You are just party. Party man. So,
0: what is it about that region of the East Coast, the Pennsylvania, the, the that you know Hazelton and um, Hazelton and that area? I lived very close to that area growing up, and. Polka was always on the television, Berks yeah, Tony. Yeah.
1: You you're just close to Reading. Yeah. Yes. Reading like sixty miles. Yes. Mm-hmm. I read your letters and everything. I am <laughs> I am aware who you interview and interview and everything. Yes. Well, you have a different styles of Polka. Mm-hmm. You have a Chicago styles, you have you have a Pennsylvania, Easter, West, you know, everybody uh, where they live they they kind of um, put their own style uh, just just to, to make it easy to understand, like uh, uh, Chicago polka is very slow and the Easter style of Pennsylvania is very fast. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a different different polka bands, like one of them, you probably heard about Jimmy Stur. mm-hmm. He Sturr. Uh, very fast, uh, you know, uh, another great polka uh, uh, band, uh, polka family uh, playing uh, in the middle of uh, fast and slow. And people can dance much better uh, for certain certain bands, drawing certain age of people who dance because they're going for exercise. they dancing. When the polka band playing, you have a full dance floor.
0: Of dancers, it's really cool. It's really yeah. interesting to hear about. And of course, you developed a large following, and you started to take them on trips, and you started to uh, you opened your gift shop. And I, what what I find so very interesting, and you know. What I find is very interesting is it all started. It all obviously went downhill, but it started very innocently for you as you built this out. Your intention, it seemed very sincerely, was to just build on the success that you were that you were having. Where was the moment where you realized, oh no, this is this is getting a little out of my control?
1: Well, let's let me just explain the, of course, uh, for a couple of minutes. Um, when i was getting to be um, a polka band and known uh, with the public and and supporters and uh, drawing the crowd uh, i start organizing trips to europe special to yeah and in the beginning i was uh, very successful at that time uh, because during the communist uh, to go to poland it was like uh, for a long time, you go to Korea and buying the things for very little price and, and, and uh, have a great time in Mexico and, uh, you know, for American dollar was valuable. Now, when I took 200 people to Poland the first time and we went for shopping and everything was just like for nothing. We went like five of us for dinner with filet mignon and cognac and everything and it cost us $5. People was coming to me and say, look at Jan, Why don't you buy that, Poland? We're going to give you money, invest. We're all going to get rich. Mm -hmm. And I told myself, well, (laughs) maybe I should do that. So I came back and I started buying things from Poland for 10 cents. And the price, what was on, I didn't even change. I just added the zeros and resell in America so that things were going very well. Uh, everybody was was happy because they were making good money. I I offer a very good percentage of uh, of their money because I was able to afford it that. When I went to my attorney and show, you know what we uh, uh, prepared, a promise story not for that for that money from people. Uh, attorney said I don't see nothing wrong with that. Well, only one thing was that that time I did not know and I wasn't informed that I that kind of business is different business than entertainment. You have to go with the legal channels, you have to register, you have to do this, which I didn't do it. When I learned I should do that, I was deeply involved in the huge uh, importing the things which I have to pay that 10 cents well when you when you are uh, importing the container of goods that 10 cents become a big money mm-hmm. which i didn't have so uh, people was investing yeah and then uh, that came to the to the moment when uh, when i learned uh when you saw the movie that they really did uh, so good i mean uh, i still don't believe how they describe that whole thing such a perfect way uh, it was a moment when I didn't know I was doing wrong everybody was happy everybody was making money I was paying excellent interest, everything was just great but when I learned I'm not doing right, I have to give money back and they were still giving me and I still have the bills to pay so I tell myself, wow, now I know I'm doing wrong, but I know I'm going to make it because to buying so cheap and selling for good money here, sooner or later, I'm going to make it. So you thought there,
0: yeah. there was a light at the end of that tunnel that you could spend and invest your way out of it. And it just.
1: Yeah. Yes. And, I, and knowing, knowingly, I was keep going now uh i never expect we're going to have a huge uh, accident with the people get killed and i gonna have a lawsuits uh and i wanted a uh, uh, kind of uh, save the investors and then and, and you know all all shambles come up you know mm-hmm. and come up everything what i did wrong you know and 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 uh, um, well, next to another, I simply give up because uh, that was the turning point to to my friends, to some of them to turn back to me. And, um, and I understand because if I invest with somebody and, and I lose the money, oh, my gosh, I, I will never give up <laughs> to be after them. Yeah. But if I will put the money in the Wall Street and Wall Street went down like in the seven, nine, eleven. Mm-hmm. you have nobody to go after but i was still alive so they did have somebody to go after so that's my story you know with uh, with unfortunate thing that uh, knowingly uh, was i was doing wrong when you drown you will catch anything to get up and uh, and i paid the price afterwards
0: yeah you did i'm curious why that you were put in a prison with violent offenders i know that you were stabbed in the neck and and that's part of the the drama of the story but as somebody who studies law enforcement and criminology you know they have such a thing as white collar prisons for white collar crimes like investment issues and and different things why were you in a prison and in an environment where there was somebody so violent that they could attack yeah. you what's well, the story there
1: Question of million dollars, you know, yeah. actually five million dollars question <laughs> uh, Here is here is the the thing I have um, Different people involved in that mm-hmm. I even have uh, uh, Wife of the judge in, uh, Invest the money. Uh, I have a famous uh, people who who trust me mm-hmm. um, and uh, when that fell down everything, at, up today, I was wondering what actually was happened. Not only that I was assigned to the wrong place in the wrong time, mm-hmm. but I was assigned to the wrong person in the wrong time, knowing that this guy uh, burned the jail uh, seven years before, was in the solitary in in the basement for seven years and then when i coming in a the picture they try to assign him with me if he can make it with somebody else living in the regular cell uh that doesn't i i just still don't understand and then after afterwards i understand that he always have money on the commissary um, i don't know and he was the life sentence and God for for cutting me another twenty five years on top of his life sentence, which makes no difference for him. So I don't understand. I I still I don't, and I actually don't want to understand because it's too late. I am I am alive, so thanks God.
0: Yeah, exactly. Thankfully, you you say you uh, survived. You got out of prison, and Jack Black called. And that's the most fascinating thing to me is that Hollywood came knocking for your story. Uh, how did Jack yeah. Black hear about you? How did you guys get in touch? And- yeah, well,
1: here they go. And I have to just say, it. you know, uh, I'm not washing my hands from wrongdoing. Okay, right. exactly. Uh, when they were making documentary, I told them, look at long longest if you're going to do the way it was unfortunately they they did couple of things they way they went uh, they way wasn't uh, happen okay mm-hmm. i'm not going to get to the, to that uh, specific but um, uh, knowing that uh, that i um, i i went through up and downs and uh, and uh, even if i will say i didn't mean it it makes no difference because i was told in the court to say yes yes Yes, you're not gonna get uh, uh, 20 years. You will get a minimum three years. Well, I would get maximum ten years, five years in uh, in Delaware for eighty-seven thousand dollars crime. What what they say I commit. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it, it went one to another. Uh, I, uh, I I I. I think that uh, paying the price to society uh, perhaps on the end may good for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I suffer but now I I just simply um making bigger um bigger spiritual uh uh, 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 uh how to say um inspiration career than ever before I I even thought and here is the Chuck Black who came in the picture when he saw the documentary and he learned that in Hollywood they talking about to make the movie about me he called them and they called me after that I said John we want to share the good news with you I said what's happened I didn't hear from them for 6 months after our meeting in West Palm Beach and I thought I Nothing going to be happened, you know, with any movie or anything. But he told them, do not look for nobody else to play young Levin. I born to play young Levin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's the story with Jack Black. Now, I think thanks to Jack Black, the things turn that kind of way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, They're the, actually the right way. Um, also was very close to make a Mac on on all of these things because the, the polka, the umpapa, the, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you can really make funny, hilarious comedy, but become a drama comedy. Jack Black did unbelievable, unbelievable character and it's 99% true. Everything was that 5% Hollywood, that is because of the documentary didn't do exactly what I was asking for. Mm -hmm. And of course, they use that, they blow up that in the movie and and it's funny, you know. But uh, the other thing here, I have to add it, you know, that thanks to to my cameraman, like you saw in the movie, who uh, travel with me all, all over the world. And I ordered and asked and and did my everything to make him follow me wherever I go. So they use all of this footage to review, to learn, to learn all of these things, good and bad. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why it's um, it's such a true story of this up and down in my life. And I did then the things, I, I don't deny it. I pay my price to society, and now uh, it's happened. Uh, I uh, I'm kind of uh, wake up standing on my own feet and uh, and keep going. So, <laughs> what's your
0: next question? <laughs> what do you say to those that? Um, I, I mean, you watch the American Greed episode, which I'm sure you saw. There are people that are still hurt by yeah. your actions. What do you say to those that say, oh, he doesn't shut up, he's always in the media, he's hawking this movie, that you've turned what was for some people a very depressing uh, time to lose all their money into more marketing for you? Uh, what do you say to those that are, are skeptical yeah. of your intentions?
1: They should be happy that I'm coming back. Mm-hmm. Maybe that will generate some money, what i paying to federal To my restitution, Mm -hmm. more I pay, better for them. Uh, They um, uh, and also uh, people who uh, it was few people, not 400 people who were very much against. Because I just want to let you know that I people who travel with me right now. That's the people who lost the money. Mm -hmm. And we're going to Europe already fifth time, and they travel with me. So not everybody do thinking that one way but here is here is here is the the thing i'm not asking for mercy but uh i paid a high price i don't wish nobody to go one day to the jail with wrong people i was in the wrong place try to survive i pay high price that i lost everything uh, through my family through everything thanks god everybody loves me in my family and I'm okay even though my wife deserve the the divorce me and this we're still friends but uh, and my life is different mm-hmm. I learn a lot through that but now I paying my restitution they should the people who really have this um So much um, uh, against uh, me—it's a special word for that. Okay, Uh, they—they should think twice. More successful I am, better for everybody. Mm -hmm. I can see because I pay the restitution, and I am the—I am not the youngest one. So (laughs) I may—I may bring that tomorrow. Okay, so as much I can contribute that's that's a plus and let's face it what was done what was wrong for me i am sorry i'm really sorry i'm not i'm not just playing game the people who 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 got cut in that situation with me well look at that time we didn't expect we're gonna have a such a terrible accident when two people die and i gonna have a lawsuit but i went on chapter 11 to get out that lawsuits from me so i can say for investors you know no nobody expect that okay right uh, all of the suspicion that i i pay the money for for the mrs pennsylvania which is not true and and that turned people to oh we don't want it, nothing to do how how fast they can change their dealings with the trust to not have nothing to do with that. You know what I mean? So you you think twice. I think it's both sides of that medal. Uh, mm-hmm. Or you want to invest because it's a very good interest and you're getting check every every month and you love it. Mm-hmm. Or, or you're taking your chances. Or you put the money to Wall Street and you put money to Wall Street. God bless America. You get nothing. <laughs> and you have nobody to go after. Okay. So here I am. I am still alive, full of energy, and I wanna make it. And I really do. I mean it. Absolutely Do, do I need money in my life? No. I just wanted to survive and pay my bills. I don't want it I don't have any any inspiration to become a rich. I just wanted people to be happy and the ones who get hurt, God, I'm sorry.
0: Of course. And do you want your story to serve as a cautionary tale for people that may get in over their head without realizing it?
1: Um, I don't fully understand your, your, what you said, but I, I guess, uh, uh, it, can you say some different
0: way? Yes. Do you want your story to be a warning for people that uh, may try to do something like what you did and and end up in a situation, so that other people don't oh, end up in your situation. You. Yes. I got
1: you, yes. I'm preparing myself for the speeches here and there, universities and lecturers, and, uh, lectures, and uh, I will share my experience to avoid others to go that direction. Mm-hmm. That's no question. This is so easy, you know. Uh, yes, I, I should say, I had the talent, to make people to trust me. And I believe in myself. I trust myself that I want them to believe me that I am honest man. The things went wrong direction. I didn't plan that way. But here is the catch with that. The others can learn from that. Don't jump to the conclusion too early. Mm -hmm. You You can be honest and, and also Try to study that other side of it with the law, with the rules, with this. this. Well, me born in uh, and raised in, in a communist country, I did not have that preparation to the business, to the proper business rules. Exactly. And I just try to catch us coming. Yeah. You
0: know, mm-hmm. So, what would you do differently? If you went back to that time, what's the one thing you would do differently? Uh, Not much. Really?
1: Really. Not too much differently. Only I will go through the law, through the rules. Mm-hmm. I was doing very good. If that time when my attorney told me, "You is everything okay, go ahead, today I will double check. Mm-hmm. I will go to other attorney as well. I will check what else I should do because it's going too easy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I took it for granted it was too easy. And I I should know that time don't accept that. Just be sure that this is right right uh, direction. And I make mistake. Yeah. I make mistake because I didn't know that.
0: Well, I want to end this on a positive thing about the movie. This is something I wanted to ask earlier, but I thought I'd save it to the end. The I know that you talked a lot about how you and Jack Black had calls all the time during rehearsals. What did you teach him about Jan Levan? What What were those talks about? How did you <laughs> consult?
1: Well, you know, we talked for six months, uh, almost every night, eight till ten. He learned from the day I born. All right? He learned, he, and I believe he was great influential to the script writers mm-hmm. to make the proper way, um, the, the little points of that. Although I wrote the book for for 1,300 pages, and I turned to these um, script writers, Maya and Wally, which they did a fantastic job, uh, uh, and... Uh, with Jack Black when I met him first time in New York in Avanda uh, recording studio, uh, and I was standing next to him with the earphones and I was singing on 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 when the orchestra was playing and he repeat and I sing again and he repeat and after that we listen the final product and I wasn't sure who's singing him or me, yeah. <laughs> And I told him, I never met a person like you in my life who is so perfect. And he is down the earth. Mm -hmm. We went for dinner. He said, take all of your musicians. I have five of my musicians along with the other New Yorkers musicians. And he said, pick up your musicians. Let's go for dinner. He was like one of us. Uh And I tell you, he isn't one of us. He is above us. He is extremely talented person down the earth. And I, I can learn from him, not him from me. He only learned from me Polish.
0: <laughs> what you learn yeah. from him?
1: I learned from him too that that career can be uh, most beautiful when you go the right way with your talent.
0: And. That is a great way to end this. Jan Levan, thank you so much. My pleasure. Listeners, let me know what you think of Jan's story. Send me an email at talkfor 2 at gmail.com. You can also leave a comment on the episode at our website, talkfor2.com. That's it for us today. Remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and to follow on Twitter and Facebook at Talk for Two. You can also find us on Instagram at talkfor2pod. Signing off, I'm Matt Bailey, reminding everyone out there, to keep talking for two you can hear more show business interviews with the stars at talkfortwo.com